0: Welcome to episode 266 of In Touch With iOS, the show that talks about iPhone, iPad, Apple Watch, Apple TV, and related technologies. I'm your host, Dave Ginsberg, and my guest this week is Mr. Mike Potter, Stock himself. How you doing, Mike? Hey, Dave. Great to be here. Great to have you. So glad you're here. Uh, we, we also have uh, Jeff Gamet back on the show.
1: How you doing, Jeff? i'm doing awesome and i'm so happy to be here it, it feels like a mini max stock reunion
0: yeah seems like it yeah. yeah it does and uh last but certainly not least uh ben raythix here how you doing ben i'm good i apparently stuck it, snuck into the Mac stock reunion that's well, okay You're welcome anytime you are welcome anytime. would be the same if you didn't crash the party that's right that's right um so uh we got some stuff to talk about this week uh Uh, Definitely some interesting stuff going on in the world uh, with the the devastation going on in in Hawaii and especially Maui. We're going to talk about that a little bit. Um, iOS 17 has got a new beta this week. And uh, we'll talk a little bit about cord cutting this week as well as uh, Jeff is graciously uh, uh agreed to also, also talk about passkeys because he did a fine presentation over at the Mac. And i tech. did what yeah yeah you did
1: <laughs> um because
0: you did a, a fine mac and tech uh, uh apple user group presentation so i thought what the heck it's fresh in your mind so let, let's share it with our listeners here and uh and, and viewers uh to uh talk a little bit about passkeys keys because it, that's it's coming it's here it's going to be even closer as we as we think because uh iOS is 17 is going to be out soon, soon enough here. So I think that'll be a good, uh, good chat as well. But, uh, like always, uh, let's just go ahead and jump into the news I have for this week. Um, this story really, really intrigued me. So I wanted to really talk about it only because I've talked about so many of these types of stories with the air tag and people losing things. And then they end up finding them. But this one, looks like a total burn to United Airlines specifically, mm-hmm. um, uh, the, her, this gal's airline, uh, the airline said her bag was lost, but the tracker said otherwise. So she flew to get it. Um, so I, I have a link showing us to CNN and another one other place here, nine to five Mac, I think it is. So long story short, with this, with it, with this, uh, she, she was a lacrosse player, had very expensive lacrosse equipment and, uh, she flew, uh, uh, from Denver. Uh, and when she got back to Denver, all of a sudden her bag wasn't there. So uh, sure enough, I guess the plane ended up in Chicago <laughs> at O'Hare's O'Hare, there, O'Hare mm-hmm. airport. So meanwhile, I, and I, Wait, I so her bag went to a different plane yeah. than she was on. E- exactly. Cause they, because mm-hmm. the, the, the more, the, the bottom line of the story is they, they, United Airlines labeled it wrong, it had the wrong the, the code mm. on it. So I'm summing this all up here because there's, it's a relatively long story here, but I will keep it short. Uh, but, uh, like I said, she had, she went to a place, play at a lacrosse tur- uh, tournament. She was, had been in Baltimore. She went from Denver to Baltimore and then flew back to Denver. And a long story short, basically is the United Airlines said that we can't find your bag. It's gone. And I said, okay, well, look, I'm showing this to you here and find my AirTag says it's internal one of o- at O'Hare international airport in Chicago. Guys, it's right there. No, we can't find it because you know, they're depending on what, what over barcode it is in here. And she did not want to lose this you know as a lacrosse player, it's important to have a a racket that's that that's broken in and it's ready and I'm not gonna spend yeah. another two thousand dollars because I have lacrosse equipment so what did she do? she decided you know what I'm gonna jump on a plane fly to Chicago from Denver, and go get my bag and she so she did she go, so so she's going down in the baggage claim and air, air tag telling her, Hey, this is my bag. My bag is right here. Where's my bag. So they ended up giving it to her. So, and the funny thing is she had to use air, uh, she had airline miles. So she had to use those and, and, and which is a you know joke in itself because they made her pay for mm-hmm. it. Right. Well, no, mm-hmm. no, I, the moral of the story was she, it, it got lots of press and then all of a sudden, um, all of a sudden United Airlines is refunding her, her, um miles as well as gave her a voucher for more travel but like the article says so they can lose her bag again yes they can again. Br- exactly so this is a lot of a lot of bad things with united airlines but the article mm-hmm. re- literally says her bag was found in 30 seconds after soon she got off the plane to go retrieve it so i found this to be a, a unique story and and and, and I like to hear your guys uh, take on, on the air tag itself and, and why, why this, the airtag tag is, just becoming more and more of an important thing to have as a device to your for any bagger. I mean, I've got one on my, my backpack. I have them on my keys and every place else. So Mike, what do you think? Are you, are you using, I assume you're using some air tags, right?
2: I'm not, you're not. Okay. No, I'm not, I'm not using any air tags. I've purchased one air tag in my life and it was a gift for my dad to put on his dog's collar. Okay. Um He had a dog who has a tendency to sneak out and mm-hmm. run the neighborhood at night. Okay. Um Before I read the article, I'm thinking, God, why on earth would you fly to go track down a lost bag? I mean, and then I saw it was lacrosse equipment, and right. I said, oh, well, okay, that, that's super expensive equipment. Yes, it is. And then reading further on, I saw $2,000. Well, yeah. yeah, that's worth flying out for. Um, Why on earth they wouldn't just give her her bag i have no idea (laughs) the the excuse seems to be well most people just put in a claim and we give them money for it Mm -hmm. yeah and here's someone who didn't want to put in the claim didn't want to file against your insurance and you could just hand them their bag they were telling you exactly where it is Mm -hmm. why not give it to them this is just it's it smacks of laziness at the highest levels oh yeah i don't i don't i don't understand it
0: yeah what do you what do you think ben yeah
3: it would have cost that airline considerably less if they would have went and to exactly where they said the bag was i mean it's o'hare yeah pretty much half that terminal is united uh, the mm-hmm.
0: terminal one it's pretty much all united
3: yeah so it would have been relatively easy but To be perfectly honest, United does not have the best reputation at this point, to say the least. This is just pure dysfunction.
0: Yeah, I agree. Jeff, you must have thoughts about this. (laughs) I don't know
1: why you would think that. (laughs) All right. So uh, I'm willing to accept that, uh, that managing the logistics of getting checked luggage from one location to another and back into a a customer's hands, that's a pretty monumental task right there. However, we have technology that, uh, that can make robots operate on Mars. We have technology that over the last year, has put people out of jobs and created a whole new industry just by stringing words together to make mm-hmm. sentences and phrases that that read reasonably well. That's some pretty sophisticated technology. Barcode on a on a suitcase in comparison not that sophisticated. Mm-hmm. So that they, they knew where the bag was. Oh yeah they they just didn't want to do the right thing and the crappy thing is there's there's this this feeling that i get from the uh the airline industry in general that uh, they don't really care because yeah. it's not like if we want to fly somewhere we can choose a different technology right we we have to go and get on one of these airlines planes and if they're all functioning basically the same, then it, it, it it's not like you can say, well, I'm taking my business from United to Southwest. Good it's, luck. <laughs> yeah, it's not going to make that much of a difference. Yeah. Um. So the fact that, uh, that we're seeing people put air tags on more and more luggage, to me is an indication that people really are unhappy with the service that they're getting from airlines and they expect their luggage is going to be lost yeah i i have air tags on on all of my bags that i travel with and i don't check luggage so Hmm. even with that i'm still air tagging all my luggage yeah because who knows and uh, yeah i mean you could get all the way up to the gate and they tell you uh we're checking all bags at the gate Yep. At which point my carry-on bag goes into the belly of the plane. Yep. There's an air tag on it just in case that happens. Yeah. No, it's
0: it's it's something you have to do. In fact, the backpack I just got is the I, I talked about that in a number of episodes ago. The one it has an actual built-in air tag that it's built right into mm-hmm. the into the backpack. So um I think it's gonna be something that you're gonna see more and more bags like even even luggage like uh um um uh, like Samsonite or, or or American tourist or any of those luggage uh, manufacturers are going to probably start considering doing something like this, it, you know, offering it at a, at a price, of course, but to have it built in. Mm-hmm. So I mean, just tells it, tells everybody the air tag works. It really does. And, and, and like, like you said, uh, Mike, you put it on your, put on your dad's dog. And then I've, yeah, my, mm-hmm. my yeah. sister-in-law has it on all three of their dogs yeah. and um I see it all the time. And, and, you know, and the Apple had kind of st- uh, steered away from using it for dogs, but their people are doing it anyway, but as long as they put it on the collar and it's not, you know, at a point where they can get to it and bite it. Cause you've got to worry that, you know, especially cause there's that lithium battery and it decided that, uh, yeah. uh, but mm-hmm. I think the dog thing is just kind of a, a neat point because, you know, Apple never says much about it other than that. I think it's more of a disclaimer to saying, yeah, don't. Yeah, Apple
2: doesn't encourage it. We no, don't they, we don't encourage it. <laughs> they don't really want you yeah. trusting your dog's life to an air tag. So I think what yeah. I heard Jeff say though, Dave, yeah. is uh that behind the scenes, the airline industry is part of the secret cabal keeping flying cars away from the general population. That is I think literally what I was saying. It could work, I, I thought so. This yes. is
1: a conspiracy. It is, yes, it really at, is at the highest levels. Absolutely literally Dave. Dave, I have one other quick thought of course, on this whole please. thing. Um Tile should be incredibly embarrassed. Yeah. They, yeah. they they owned this market. They still have more, as far as I know, more tile devices out in the world than there are air tags. Yep. This was their market. They could have been the name. This should have been an uh an article about how a woman flew to Chicago and track down the tile on her bag, right? Mm
0: -hmm.
1: but it's not. It's amazing how a company that can have a lead like that and really own a market can become complacent, and then a company like Apple, especially Apple, shows up and says, it's our market now, and then boom, just Mm -hmm. like that, all the stories are about AirTags and not Tile. it's like yeah, every week we're we're
0: we're scanning the news stories for you guys to listen to, to 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 hear about it, and every time I see it it's the same type of story like this, but this one is was by far one of the most yeah. bizarre <laughs> let's let's put it that way,
3: yeah, I, yeah, tile screwed up twice here, number one uh they got arrogant and uh let Apple pretty much take the market from them and number two uh when it became very clear that the compatible find my ecosystem was going to be very popular among its competitors Uh, for purely pride reasons. uh, They're like, no, we're not going to do it. Yeah. Because they could have owned the find my market.
1: Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, for sure.
0: So uh, tick, 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 uh, check out both articles I have here in the show notes. One was from uh, CNN and all, another one uh, from 9to5Mac. There was some really good uh, information beyond what we talked about, but I wanted to just sum that up because we could probably spend a good chunk of time here talking about this because it's such an interesting story here. So. Uh, talking about more of a, uh, probably a lower key story here. Um, you know, our our thoughts and prayers are going out to the folks in Hawaii, uh, specifically the island of Maui and the Big Island, because uh, the the massive wildfires and pretty much. You know, I remember visiting there ten years ago on uh, Maui, and and I went to the old Lanai, uh, Luau and the Lanai. The, the downtown area was so beautiful; it's gone. I mean, the fire the fires wow. just basically wiped out that entire area of that that very sacred and old city um so but the story i want to talk about is just again just like air tags we're talking about iphone's emergency sos for, via satellite um this helped uh this helped a family uh get rescued amid a forest fire you know they were uh they were in a vehicle the wildfire started erupted around them and they were driving in a white van uh they uh they could not call for help because cell phone service was down and the internet's also down on the island of maui so um uh it 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 did go through and uh they had to go to the emergency sos and they it uses the triggers to ask a few questions and it's really interesting there uh, this is from 95 mac there's a link to the to the person that experienced this and tweeted the actual step by step so what went through with the sos, SOS and the emergency services and they, they gave the narrative. They, they, they talked about the fire and showed it the pinpoint of exactly where they were right down in, in, in that area of Maui and then gave through all the details and they were saved. And if it wasn't for this one person that had an iPhone 14 in their group. I believe only one person out of everybody had an, had an iPhone, specifically an iPhone 14. Um, yeah, they, they rescued them. So I'm telling you, I love hearing these stories and, and I think Apple should be very proud of the fact that uh, they're, they they put this service on when the iPhone 14 was introduced almost a year ago now, and very proud to be an owner of an iPhone just because of that, I feel safe having that whenever I would travel. So, what do you think, Jeff?
1: I first, I hate that we have these stories happening. Me too. At the same time, I'm so happy that we have these stories. Because the, this is the happy ending for what otherwise could have been uh, an even worse tragedy, um, and, and the fact that Apple has done so much to make technologies like this accessible, yeah. um, it it it's not hyperbole at this point to say Apple is saving lives, because oh, yeah. uh, that they are they are by by implementing this feature
0: being having the subscriptions that are linked to the satellite you don't pay for it but they they it's there for your protection because they know it's not going to get used very often and, and but in a case like this it was so important. Don't you think Mike? Mm-hmm.
2: Oh, absolutely. I I I I don't even know what to say about this. I mean, this this type of technology is not new. The ability to carry around a little device that right. can communicate in an emergency situation with satellites is not new. But the fact that we can have that type of technology in our pockets with the phone that we're already carrying, thanks to the addition of this feature to the iPhone 14, is is amazing. And this this is literally a game changer. And once again, it's it's uh, a change made to the game by Apple. Mm -hmm. Yeah,
0: absolutely. What do you think, Ben?
3: I mean, this is pretty much the worst case scenario a roland emmerich movie in real life yeah um if if they had had any other device uh these people would probably be dead right now
0: oh there's no question
3: i yeah i think i i'm not someone who normally uh would, would be for mandating stuff, but I think emergency satellite communication in a cellular phone should be something that is in all uh, uh all new cellular devices. Uh the kind of thing that T Mobile and I forget was it SpaceX are working on to work on 5G to satellite communication uh Everybody should be investing in something like that. This is something that saves lives. Yeah. I mean, it's like Jeff said, it's not conjecture at this point. There are people alive on that island because they had an iPhone 14.
0: Yep. No question about it. No question about it. Good.
1: Ben. I totally agree with you on the the satellite SOS feature should be built in to all devices now. There's a time where I wouldn't have agreed with you. But over the past 10 years, I've experienced entire towns literally washed away by floods or mm-hmm. burned to the ground, like towns in Colorado that simply don't exist yeah. anymore. Towns yeah. where I ha- have friends that lived at the time. Yep. And uh, and in some cases, people were just simply stranded, and they there there was no cell service because the towers were gone, and right. yeah. uh, it, it would have been really really helpful to have uh, to have the ability to at least get an SOS message out through satellite. Yeah, there the, should be a nine one one requirement. Yeah, I agree.
0: I agree. I agree. So. Oh, well, I'm glad they're safe. And and like I said, I hope, I hope mm-hmm. everybody else is, is safe out there, out there in Maui and the big island and, uh, that, that these fires, that's devastating, devastating fires stop here. So, um, let's move on to something uh, a little more upbeat. <laughs> uh, this is, uh, this is, I, I, don't, I don't like to do too many rumors, but I think this was kind of an interesting thing here, but, uh, uh. TVOS 17, there was code that confirmed that the A17 chip is for the iPhone 15 Pro and the A16 for the iPhone 15. Uh, this references is these references were for four unreleased iPhone models. It was found in TVOS by a coder uh, that uh that delve into this and look at the model numbers that appears to confirm that Apple's chip choice for the devices. Uh, the identifiers went through and you know, they're talking about an iPhone 15 comma four, 15 comma five, comma 16, one, comma 16, two would kind of tell you that one sets the pro, one sets not the pro um, and goes through and, and gives through this stuff. And uh, uh, interesting to see if that's the case, uh, that that they're going to just do another. They're they're doing the same thing that they didn't do this last time because this, the A16 chip is the 14 Pro and the Pro, pro, pro Max now. So they're carrying mm-hmm. now. Now they're. They're, they're, they're again making us want to buy the the 15 you know pro and not that i wouldn't anyway but uh that now that those are going to have the even faster chips that are in there so um i'm looking forward to, to the, the next iphone we got less than a month away here so um so what do you think ben
3: it makes sense to me yeah. last year they said a precedent that president precedent that uh the that the regular iphone will have last year's pro chip well they're just continuing with that um not only does it make the iphone pro look more desirable it probably also helps with the bottom line a bit
0: yeah because it makes it truly a pro model because it has the higher pro chip so um what do you think mike
2: Oh, I, I agree with Ben. I mean, there there was a uh, precedent for this and uh it, my only thought really is one, I'm amused that they discovered this in TVOS. Yeah.
0: I was the uh, thing I kind of wanted. To...
2: <laughs> but two, the second thought that occurred to me was it really just goes to show how close all of Apple's operating systems are to each other, mm-hmm. iOS and TVOS and iPadOS and macOS that they can discover this in TVOS. Yep really shows how how much of the code is shared amongst all their different operating systems.
0: Oh, yeah, absolutely. How about you, Jeff? Uh,
1: I, I think Ben nailed nailed it. And uh, just to build on part of what uh, Ben was saying, yeah, if you're taking what was essentially last year's pro model, and making it the not pro model for this year. And yes, I know there'll be some other differences, but that's kind of what's happening here. The the manufacturing costs for that device have gone down over the year because uh, by by that point, uh, probably the development costs will have all been recouped and uh, and that's the big thing right there get that recouped and then you streamlined and and refined the production process for the device and its components now it costs less that's why the se phones have have always worked so well for apple yeah and why it's been easier for them to keep them in the lineup it's because it's super cheap relatively speaking to make them at that point yeah for sure
0: well it's gonna be interesting to see because uh I'll lead right into the next story is uh, this uh that there, there's pretty much a confidence that Apple's event likely will be held on september twelfth uh th- this year um this was uh from Bloomberg's Mark Gurman, which you can pretty well trust most of his uh commentary when it goes for rumors but um he it and it just seems like right around the timing of way the past events have been um so uh they will unveil, and if they do unveil around those that time, we we'll probably anticipate that they would release, um, uh, that the, the orders, the pre-orders would take place on Friday, the September 15th. And then the launch would happen the week later on Friday, the 22nd. It's pretty, it's been pretty consistent for a long time here. As we just talked about, they're talking about releasing a 15, 15 plus 15 pro and a 15 pro max and the dynamic island is going to be expected to be on all iphone 15 models as well as uh c baby it's going to be on an iphone I, i'm almost confident that's going to happen i think it's a long time coming um they also possibly say in on the watch you know no, no question we'll have probably a series 9 as well as probably an, a, an ultra 2 uh apple watch uh and then we'll probably get like like i mean it's 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 a repeat every year right so uh and i smell this uh this this episode of a watch event on some podcast called For Mech Eyes Only. Oh, yeah, that one, yeah. What do you think? A little reaction time Re- episode. Reaction time, up. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what do you think, Mike?
2: Always fun. I always enjoy those. Yeah, me too. So. You know, the great thing about this is that then on September 13th, we can start talking about the iPhone 16. See.
0: yeah because well they've been talking mm-hmm. about it anyway so <laughs> i just ignore it <laughs> yeah but now we'll be officially talking about it <laughs> yes exactly yeah,
3: yeah, yeah, you mean where they, they they uh dust off the rumor article and just uh, change the numbers just change the number exactly yeah.
2: yeah yeah pretty much
0: that pretty much happens
2: anything that didn't make it into the 15 suddenly is coming for the 16 for real this time yes right
0: yeah. any thoughts jeff or ben on this before we move on
1: I'm um oh, go ahead, ben. Oh, go ahead, Jeff. You 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 talk first. Um all right. Well we'll we'll see if I hit any of the stuff that that Ben's going to say. Um actually I'll keep I'll keep it short so that there's there so that Ben you have time to talk too. I'm going to throw out uh my speculation that no one will like. And uh my speculation is that the new iPhone will still have a, a lightning port. Mm. And it, it will not be USB-C. I think Apple is holding out until until EU law requires the USB-C port, and then they're going to take the port away. Interesting. Just take it away entirely.
2: Yep. Or or
1: take away Lightning. And no, they're going to take away the port. There won't be a a Lightning or a USB-C port. No USB-C or Lightning. Oh, all all Mm. MagSafe.
0: Oh, that's interesting.
2: Yeah. That'd be a I don't. It, you're you're right, Jeff. I don't like that part. I don't like that they take away an auxiliary means of charging in an instance where you don't have the ability to charge via MagSafe. I'm mm-hmm. not sure I like that option. Uh, lightning port versus USB-C. I don't care. I like the Lightning port. It's yeah. it's easy to use. The convenience is the same. It's reversible. Plug it in. Boom. It charges. Cool. It doesn't matter to me one way or the other. Quite, Ben.
3: Um, to be perfectly honest, USB C may be the only reason that I upgrade from my 12 Pro Max. The thing is such a great phone, still, even after three years, that I mean, it still feels brand new. And why spend a bunch of money that I right now that I don't have to? Bingo. Yep. Yeah. That said, there's one I would have agreed and I would have agreed with Jeff if not for the uh the Q2 spec. Because if it if it was going to be uh a completely portless phone, there would have been data transfer in that spec. I mean, God knows you're That's able a to do statement. Wh- yeah, God knows you can do wireless almost as fast as any cord right now that you'd use on a phone. <clears throat> um the other thing is I mean, see. I don't think... I think Apple knows the EU is not messing around this time. You know, they could theoretically not uh, keep with Lightning, uh, but you're seeing Lightning go away in a lot of Apple's own devices already. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the... Uh, Lovely lightning to 3.5 millimeter cable uh, <laughs> was basically put to rest in the uh the, the Beat Studio Pro for a you know for basically a DAC capable pair of headphones
1: mm-hmm.
3: if and that might be the killer feature and especially if it's announced with the uh, the AirPods Max 2 where you can now have your iPhone 15 is it fi- yeah it's 15 yep and have full wired lossless audio
1: how about if if Apple does a uh, proprietary spec that uh, lets them do full lossless wireless I mean, it would be completely proprietary, and there's nothing wrong with doing that yep. uh, but um that that would eliminate a lot of uh a, a lot of potential hurdles for Apple right there,
3: yeah it would, but you would also just uh, anger a bunch of your users who just paid you 300 dollars for a pair of headphones
1: uh, you know that were released a month before. If if Apple hadn't done that very thing many times, piss off their users a month after they bought something, yeah. I, I'd say, <laughs> oh, good point. But that's an Apple thing right there. Yep. All right. Let's go ahead and move on if,
0: if you're, you're okay with that. And just close out with this last story. This is a quick one. Uh, Apple Watch fast charging is going to be mandatory for accessory makers. Uh, Apple has told Apple Watch accessory makers that they will have to switch to its fast charging mo- module. Um, which I'm saying, bravo! It's about time because you know, the the old charging way was much yeah. slower. Uh, it was introduced mm-hmm. in the Watch Series Seven, which I'm still sporting here in 2021, and it does it does rapidly charge from zero to 80 percent in about 45 minutes. It goes pretty quick. Um, and they had shortages of these charging modules first, but uh, but some of these devices, yeah, they they need to they need to do this now. So um but they can the accessory makers can continue to submit plans for assessors to include the original non-fast charging variant which i think would be stupid at this point um but mm-hmm. they'll be no longer available in the uh the, the my the, the, the m5 program uh at the end of september of this year uh so good good for apple to force upon this i think it's important now at this point yeah we the old 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 uh, technology we need to update the new technology and watch it ch- charge faster and then, I switched it on mine at my bedside, so when I put it on, it, it's it it charges quick. So I'm and I'm happy I'm sure all of you have Apple Watches that so it's the same as your experience. So any comments on that? We can we can go ahead and move on.
3: Uh to quote the great Lizzo, it's about damn time.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's a good way to segue. Thanks. <laughs> uh so let's go ahead and move on. Uh beta for this week. Uh Apple did release uh Ah, uh, the third public beta of iOS 17, iPadOS 17, as well as they seeded the fifth beta of the developer uh, beta of 17 uh, on iOS and iPadOS as well. Uh, I don't have, didn't notice much else difference. Uh, a couple of things I'll hit in just a minute here, but uh, uh, same old features. Uh, ben, have you seen anything? Did you? Up, I assume you updated, and uh, have you seen anything that's changed for you? Yep.
3: Oh yes. Uh, the only thing I have seen is actually listed on its own thing here.
0: <laughs> um, yeah, hold your thought on that. And did you have any thoughts on beta, uh, yeah. Jeff? Before we'll move on to that.
1: Just go ahead and move on.
0: Okay. And I know Mike, you don't, you don't do beta. So I won't, I won't bother you. Uh, so with my phone. Yeah. I'll just mention fifth beta of of watch OS 10 is out as well as the fifth beta TV OS 17. Generally those don't have much going, but yes, this has probably been the biggest uh, thing of the press. This was uh, actually put out uh, today as we're recording this that yes, iOS 17 is changed where the end call button is located on the phone. Uh, they, uh, a change was introduced with the first beta back in June. That was, that now is going viral this week. A number of changes, uh, in here. So now they're revamping it. And I'm looking at the, the picture. This was a 95 Mac, um, that, yeah, it, it is in a quite a different place. <laughs> it has been for <laughs> like forever, uh, that it's now down and shifted all the way at the end because, you know, now we know how currently it is that, that end button is all by its lonesome at the bottom there but not anymore it's going to be all packed up with uh uh, all the other buttons in one place so you got to look on the right the bottom right to end your call so go ahead ben you want you wanted to say something about this i know this is this is definitely i i think it's people will get over it just like anything else
3: um that's pretty much what i was going to say uh it to me i have had plenty of calls um since they made the change mm-hmm. i didn't even notice
0: it yeah and i don't make calls so on this I, phone I, I, so i didn't even notice either so <clears throat>
2: yeah,
3: but i mean i'm just i just look for the red
0: yeah
1: mm-hmm.
0: so uh, you just your, your eyes have to shift then to the to the right a little bit <laughs> yeah so any thoughts on that uh, jeff
1: People hang up on me all the time, so I don't have to do a call. That's a big deal. Yeah, no, um, click. All right. So overall, I think this is good because look what's happening with the rest of the buttons. They're coming down to the bottom of the screen. Uh, to me, a smartphone is a it's a mobile phone device. It's, it it should be usable in one hand. Yeah as much mm-hmm. as well it should be usable in one yeah. hand and with all the rest of the buttons up higher it there, it wasn't a one-hand communication device.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh so bring them all down. Great. Now now that's easier. Um uh, moving it to the side means that the times that I've accidentally hung up on people when I've gone to swipe up to get to a different app while I'm talking to them that goes away. So I I'm pleased with this overall yeah. what I would like is if there was a setting so you could move the end button to the other corner so that uh, it's positioned best for left or right-handed people.
0: Yeah, come on. But Mm -hmm. let us customize it.
2: Let us customize it. I was just holding my phone in my hand to see how that would work as you were talking about the one-handed operation. And I agree with you. It should be in the lower left. Now, the other thing I'm not seeing a big deal made out of, though, is they're rearranging all the other buttons. <laughs> Every other yeah. button is moved down down there in the bottom. Yep. Audio swapped, mute is swapped, keypad is swapped. Oh, the wow. Time. You, yeah, it is. I yeah, mean, everything moved completely. Shifted. So we have to learn where all the buttons are. And as Ben said, I just have to look for that big red just, one. Just let's get over it. It'll be fine.
1: I just yeah. have to say something completely inappropriate and the call takes care of itself.
2: Yes, <laughs> i up
1: for I, you. <laughs> I mean, I mean, my view, my ultimate view on this:
3: when the iPhone layout, previous iPhone layout, was designed, phones were a much, much smaller device. Mm. They're yes. simply redesigning the uh, OS to reflect current realities.
0: Yep. yeah, absolutely. So. It's uh, definitely going to be interesting. We'll, we'll keep reporting on it when iOS 17 is finally released. You know, we'll be covering this uh, uh, extensively, all the new features that uh, we keep talking about on iOS 17 here. So um, let's go ahead and move on to a new topic here. And uh, I, I I asked Jeff if, uh, if he would mind if he'd talk about this uh, because uh, he did, did a great uh, presentation for the Mac and tech uh, Apple user group over in, uh, in Colorado. And, um, I thought it'd be a great way to talk about, since it's fresh in your mind, is the is about passkeys and how how they've really evolved and how important they've become in everyday life, and, and especially will when iOS 17 is released and they're syncing. Mm-hmm. So, um, if you could get, yeah, give us the overview on, on what you what you talked about at 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 the uh, Apple User Group and uh, what what your thoughts are on passkeys.
1: Well, first, the fact that you showed up and and uh, and hung out and participated. <laughs> It was really cool. It was yeah. so great to see you there. Yeah, yeah. Um, Kelly too. All right, so and and Kelly Gumont joined us too. Yes. Yep. Um so I ended up with kind of an impromptu brain panel. It was yeah. a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. Um yeah, so what I talked about for for the user group specifically because these are people that knew the the word pass key had been coming up but they didn't really understand what it was. So I talked about what a passkey is, yeah. and then we talked about how it was going to matter for them. Um, so the short version for people who, who aren't familiar with passkeys yet, this is the next evolution in uh, in login authentication. So going beyond what we have today, where it's username and password, uh, username and password, plus some other uh, method of authentication to go with it to make it two-factor authentication. Um, th- this is where the uh, the devices are handling the authentication for you. So for each, uh, we'll keep it simple for now. Each website that you log into that that supports Passkey, your computer, your iPhone, your iPad, whatever device is generating. A public key and a private key. The private key is what you hold. The public key goes to the uh to the website. And when you go to log in, uh, the uh the website knows that uh that you have a pass key. So it presents its part. And then your computer presents its part and they match everything up and uh and if everything checks out okay, then you you get logged in. And this takes place super fast. Mm-hmm. Um, I, mm-hmm. I've set this up on one of my Google accounts just so that I could play with it. Um, if something broke, I wasn't going to be completely screwed. And yeah, it's, it's one of those things where I set it up, logged myself out, went to log in and the login was so fast because it it was just, I go to log in and I touch the, uh, the touch ID on my Mac and I'm in, I was done. That was it. Mm -hmm. And that's different from from when you're using a password manager and you use touch ID or face ID to authenticate, because uh, what that is, that's the password manager filling in your username and password to complete a login, as opposed to what passkey does, which is authenticates through face ID, touch ID, something like that that you are you, and then it uses the, these crazy long keys that it's generated, the private key and public key in the background to to verify that, that whole login process. And so the idea here is once we start using pass keys, we have a method of authenticating for logging in to websites and other services mm-hmm. where a man in the middle attack is not going to be effective, where uh, hackers breaking into a corporate database and making off with all the logins, that's not going to have any value because there's nothing they can do with those. Uh, they, they, they can't reverse engineer your private key out of a public key, even if it's an unencrypted public key. It, it, with the technology we have today, you just can't do it. And for the foreseeable future, you just can't do it. Um. So all of your devices as an Apple user, uh, unless you're using like old stuff, um, you you already have Passkey support built in. And mm-hmm. and what's going to help really drive um, adoption forward on the part of companies and websites will come with iOS 17. And that's when Passkey support gets uh, gets... Really uh, embedded into mobile Safari in a way that makes it useful for for everyone. Uh, right now, it's kind of a kludge to use pass keys um, uh, in uh, on your iPhone. Um, but that's going to to get smoothed out with uh, with iOS seventeen. So it's not like you have to have anything special as far as, as uh, technology added into your devices to support this, it's just there. Um, and uh, and why would all these companies say, oh, well, you know, iOS 17 is out, now it's time to get on board with this technology that's been available for a few years now. Mm-hmm. This, this is just that important tipping point, I think. Uh, uh, good newer Android phones, they have passkey support. Windows has passkey support. Um, the the big technology players, they all are in the consortium that's that's driving passkey support. So it's not like this is Apple out on their own yeah. saying, "Hey, we made this thing and it's going to be cool." No, this this is an industry standard that that's yeah. been developed. So um, yeah, um, now what I'm waiting for is, uh, the updates for one password to come out, uh, because that is it's public beta right now. So if you want to play with passkey support today and you're one password user, by the way, they're not paying me to say any of this. I pay them every year for my license. Yeah, I think we all do Uh, here. (laughs) Yep. Uh, you'll be able to start using passkey with one password and, uh, and it will support the uh, the part of the passkey standard that allows you to to have your passkeys mobile so they can be on all your devices and, uh, and to me that's important so what i'm going to do once uh, once passkey support is public or in a pu- in the public release from one password and uh, well and actually we have to wait for iOS 17 so that the hooks that that uh, one password needs on mobile are in place, then it's this truly transparent thing. But that's when I'm really going to dive into getting everything that I can uh, on to a pass key. And uh, and my iPhone at that point will serve as as my primary device for authenticating regardless of what device I'm actually using at the time. And because that's a device that'll be with me everywhere, which means that if I say at a relative's house and I have to log into some service using my uh, my own logins. If it supports passkey, I can do it from their computer. That's awesome. They don't have to have any of my login info. And there's even if I was say on a Windows computer where where uh, there was malware that was capturing keystrokes it still wouldn't get my login information because that's being handled uh, through passkey independent of what's happening right there on that specific computer. Um, So Apple is definitely on board with this. What's going to happen when iOS 17 drops is Apple is automatically setting up your passkey for your Apple ID. So you will start logging into your iCloud services after you install iOS 17, via passkey that's awesome yeah that's awesome
0: and um i did include in the show notes there's a link to the developers site for passkeys that kind of really gives you a good detail on what jeff just talked about uh and what what apple is doing on their end to to get this to work well with the uh with their devices um as as well as we i put some more links about one password
1: in that as well did you add in passkeys.directory to that? I will do that. I haven't looked at the notes. Yes, I will do yeah, that. Yeah, uh, passkeys.directory passkeys. is a website that, that was set up and is maintained by 1Password. And it's a it's a database of, uh, of websites and companies that are supporting Passkey. So um, right now, for you to know which websites you can log into using a Passkey... It's more of a thing if you go and look at your login settings and you find a thing where there's a button for passkey. Like it, like if you want to set up your Google account for that, you have to go look for, for the thing. Uh, one password is going to, to know automatically. And so you go to log into a site and it'll give you a pop up that says, Hey, do you want to switch to passkey? You say, yes, it takes a couple seconds and you're yeah. set up. Um, but having a place that you can go and look and see who's supporting passkeys is kind of cool. So, passkeys.directory for that. Yep.
0: It's in the show notes. So check that out. It's a really good, really good directory. Um, uh, ben, did you have anything to add with the passkeys? Are you, are, you, are you excited for this? I am.
3: I have been excited since there was initial support last year. Yep. Um, I am right. one of those who played around with the, the Google passkey.
1: And, I mean,
3: it just works.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's super slick. Yeah. It took it took me longer to set it up because I wanted to take screenshots. Yeah. Um, so really the screenshot capture part of each step took longer than the steps themselves. Yeah. Because it, it was a couple dialogues to let you know, hey, this is what you're about to do. Here's what it means. And then it says, and you're done. Yeah. And I mean, the big three
3: went in, made sure it worked with all their proprietary technologies seamlessly. It's something that Apple wants. It's something that Google wants. It's something that Microsoft wants. And as soon as it is out in the public, everybody should be doing passkeys.
1: Yeah, well, you know, I'm going to take it a step farther, Ben, since this is out in the public. This everyone should have already. All these companies should have already started using passkeys, or at least make yeah. it an option. Agree,
0: yeah. agree. Mike, any thoughts on this? Are you just something you're going to look at once it comes out?
2: Oh, sure. I mean, I think on a on a personal level, this is a great advancement okay. uh, for typical users to have. You know, as as we were saying just a moment ago, their their ability to unlock websites in in their hand with them, no matter where they go. Mm-hmm. My concern, you know, as a tech person, I always think (laughs) about what can go wrong, you know, those kind of things. And I wonder about fallback methods. I wonder about uh, how it's going to work for me personally, as someone who supports multiple clients and, and need to get ready access to services that they subscribe to, hosting services and email services and things like that. In order for me to support them, I need to be able to access those services. So I I wonder how this is going to work, you. okay, that that's great. That's so cool. There you go. So they can share keys. i i I have a hard enough time stepping people through two factor authentication. <laughs> yes, mm-hmm. you received a text message. I don't see it. Well, you okay. swiped it away here. Let me have it send it to you again. you know,
1: I so no, I totally get I, what you're saying. Yeah. I start thinking about valid.
2: all these things so, Uh, On a personal level, fantastic. Yes, it's about time everyone should be using this. On a a personal level, on a mic level, I start wondering how this is going to affect me and my ability to service my clients. (laughs) But (laughs) that's not for anyone anyone to be concerned about. That's just for me to be concerned about and, and how I'm going to make that work. Uh, as folks start switching over to pass keys for their services that I, I need access to.
1: <laughs> well, be prepared as people start installing iOS 17 and uh, and presumably whatever version of macOS. When when they went to to the uh, to the uh, location names in California for for right. macOS versions, mm-hmm. it was that was it for me. I no longer have any idea what any version of Mac OS is. My <laughs> brain just doesn't do it anymore. So anyhow, whatever we get this fall, I'm assuming it will do the same thing where it automatically would switch you to, uh, to a passkey for iCloud. Right. Um, I expect there'll be some people that are very confused about what's happening, because if you're using passkeys on your Mac, you have to have iCloud Keychain enabled. It, it a lot is of folks a don't. requirement, and and right. a lot of yeah. people don't. Yeah. Um, and uh, so, Mike, you're going to be getting calls from people wa- wanting to know what iCloud keychain is, and and why is this malware trying to tell me it needs to be turned on, and and uh, or they'll get Just everything. Leave it set off. Up and, yeah. Just leave it well,
0: off. Just ignore it. That's, that's what the 10 people tend to do. No, with MFA, no, that's horrible but advice. Bad advice. I'm kidding. But, I'm kidding. I mean, people are di- that way with MFA. I mean, multi-factor authentication. So, yeah, I mean, yeah. and l- l- yeah, this, no. thankfully
2: more and more people are turning that on. Yeah.
0: Well, as Apple's enforcing it on, on any new accounts at least. So if anybody signs up for an Apple ID, you have no yeah. choice. Um, but yeah, I think if, if it's easy and we, and, uh, us as as uh, technology professionals here, we 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 sh- we need to educate everybody with this. That's why I'm glad you took the time to to kind of to talk about this. And we probably should revisit this to topic again in a future
1: episode, just to to. Uh, it wouldn't surprise me if
0: we do. Yes, just to just to reiterate. Once iOS 17 is out, we've got some experience using it uh, in in the real world. Um, I think people will be interested to hear about it because uh, got to get them to learn how to do it, and uh, that's why we teach. Yep.
3: And and Jeff, Absolutely. uh the next version of Mac OS is macOS Wine Leopard.
1: Wine leopard. <laughs> Wine leopard. Nice. Uh, yeah. I, I'm looking forward to Mac OS West Hollywood. Yeah. I mean that that's going to be a fabulous version of Mac OS. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: but the remaining minutes we have left on the show here, I wanted to uh do a little bit of this week in cord cutting. Uh there's been some interesting uh stuff, and it seems like it, it, it's always a constant when it comes to what's going on here. Uh, the first story I wanted to hit on is in, in Disney, Disney they, they come up with the worst times to increase pricing. I mean, it seems like all streaming services are increasing their pricing as of late, and um, mm-hmm. they uh they were not doing very well with Disney, Plus. keep people are can't, you know, they're, they're losing the subscribers, and of course, they also own Hulu and ESPN. Um, so the biggest blow for, for, for us as consumers, they're going to be doing price hacks across the board for all the various services. So Disney plus premium is going to go up by three bucks and then Hulu without wow. ads. Yeah. Three bucks. It's 1399 mm-hmm. a month for premium. So no, you have no ads. Uh, and then the Hulu without ads will also increase by three bucks for 1799, Uh, and then ESPN plus, you know, those of you who are sports fans and want to pay extra for that, another go up a buck, but, uh, I believe you are going to be able to combine at least, uh, Disney plus and Hulu uh, together for, for $20 a month. And that's not with live TV. Um, so you'll have that option as well.
1: Wait, $20 Um, for both for both. Yeah. Yeah. And, And that's ad free. That's ad free. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, or, that's or actually t- the the most compelling reason to get both services. Yeah, right there. Exactly.
0: So because if you're paying yeah. or seven, you're going to pay thirteen ninety nine for Disney Plus, and then why not get Hulu without ads, and then
1: another eighteen bucks for Hulu?
0: Yeah, because that's getting that that's telling people you know what because they were bundling all three the Disney Hulu and um, and ESPN Plus. So there's no if you don't care about sports, since most people many people don't, uh, then you wouldn't have to bundle it. So. Uh, the price increases have been going like crazy. YouTube TV's done it. There's all kinds of, uh, the other services have been increasing on prices. It's just, it's cost of business. I mean, and especially you're paying the paying, uh, to have the content on, on the specific services. Well, I mean, Disney has, it. it's, it's their content, but, but they're, 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 you know, they are losing, um, they're losing subscribers and I guess you can't blame them, but, it's just seems that it's the trend when it comes to that. Um, uh, the other thing too, is Disney is going to start jumping on the Netflix bandwagon by cracking down on password sharing. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. th- th- this will happen probably next year. Um, so because of their losses of moving, uh, their, 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 their losses, you know, they're, they're looking at this as well. Uh, this is going to be an opportunity to grow their business. Uh, Bob Iger said this on a, on a, on a uh, financial call uh, saying this. So, um, so kind of expect that to be happening soon enough um, and see where that goes. Uh, so the, the, just, it just, I'm telling you this cord this cord cutting world is just, it just keeps continues to evolve here because it's just, it's, it's a constant when it comes to change. And that's why i I've brought this topic into the show just cause I think it's interesting to see and we're, we're, we are, we're all living into the, in this, in this world now too. So, so, uh, but I wanted to touch on a couple more, uh, issues with YouTube TV. If, if you, um, didn't already know, I, I mentioned this in pre- previous episode that I, I cut the cord, I cut rid of Comcast. So I no longer have Comcast cable or internet. I, I'm, I'm very happy with ATT fiber and I went and moved on to YouTube TV and I'm, I'm been pretty happy with it so far takes a little bit of getting used to the interfaces kind of can, can be kind of quirky at times. And there are, are a few channels that I do enjoy it that, that aren't on there. Uh, specifically the history Channel, because I do enjoy a lot of the content on there. So I find alternate ways of, 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 of watching that and, and legally, of course, uh, stars, so, course. so mm-hmm. uh, but this, this is an interesting thing. And I, have been playing around with it. Uh, YouTube does have this multi-view, uh, uh, feature in, in the YouTube app within itself. And they've got and uh, they've got a number of them, including sports, but they also have news and they also have weather. So you, and right now they for the weather they have both the Fox weather and the Weather Channel in 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 a in a double box through through uh, through the multi view. Uh, the news it has like you know I mean if you want to be following uh, CNN, uh, MSNBC mm-hmm. and and Fox and and I think there's one other channel uh, that. They have that too. And you just, mm. it's cool. Cause you can navigate through each, each box and be able to, to scroll through these multi-channels. I'm hoping that they start adding more of this. Cause you know, we talked about it with Apple TV, Apple TV was adding that feature with, with the MLS. And so this is a really going to be a trend, but you're going to see, uh, see if this is going to happen. And for those of you who, if they, if you, for those of you who would subscribe to the NFL Sunday ticket, they will have that multi-stream feature on there because that so that kind of inspired why youtube tv did this because of you know the sunday ticket people want to be able to watch their eight football games all at once so <laughs> so
1: <laughs> i laugh but i have a feeling that's actually not a joke i'm not sure but
0: <laughs> no it's when, when it was on direct tv oh, they 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 uh, direct tv had it set that way where you could watch all 12 games if you want the many are being played at one given oh time
3: yeah. So yes, yes, I, I, I will take Lamar Jackson and uh, Patrick Mahomes on my TV at the same time.
0: And Jeff has no idea who you're
1: talking about. So <laughs> no, but I'm making up this amazing headcanon yeah. for, for what Ben is watching. Um,
0: one thing I also mentioned on the last story here is YouTube TV has been uh, partially broke for iOS and iPad with some buffering issues. I have noticed that. Um, they are they say they are working on it. So, um, it, it uh, they're working to fix it. Uh, uh, one thing, uh, one thing I didn't know is, you know, you, they rate the top, you know, top five carriers. YouTube TV is now number five of, of all the, mm-hmm. all the services. Wow. So they've grown that much with their services. I think you still have Comcast and some of the others that are up in the top four ab- above it, but yeah, YouTube TV is becoming a, a relatively popular service, um, out there uh, where people are switching. I'm happy I did it. And and we've got the content and if I get sick of it, it's easy to cancel. That's what's the great thing about it. You know, we, com you call Comcast. Well, they've gotten a lot easier now because they know people are doing it. And if they, they, they argue with you, they're going to be like, you know, they're going to the social media bombed. Um, so I've done that plenty of times. So, um, but that's, uh, but that's core cutting for this week. Um, before you go though, I want to make sure Matt, Mike talks about Mac stock and the virtual pass. I've been talking about it. Uh, if you don't already know Mike a number of times after MaxSoc has ended and I know I know you are you're feverishly working on getting all the videos edited from Mexican seven. I am. Um so tell us what's going on with that with that Mac Sock, uh, on as far as virtual the virtual pass. And I saw it's available to be purchased now because you had you had it down for a time
2: last week. So had it had it down just for a couple of days. Um mostly because they're <laughs> through confusion created only by myself. <laughs> There is the virtual pass, right. which was for folks to join us live at MaxDoc, uh, you know, join remotely live and, and watch everything live. And then there's the digital pass, which I have been releasing every year since 2018. Right. Um, so the digital pass is what's available for purchase now. I did the mm-hmm. swap over from virtual to digital and uh, yes, have been working to edit all the videos down, you know, the live stream videos down to just the individual talks adding uh, new title cards to each one with the author's visage. Yes, I'm looking at you, Jeff. Um, (laughs) Do
1: do I need to get you a photo (laughs) or something? No, no, I got a photo. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. The only one
2: who doesn't have an actual photo this year is Mike Schmitz. He gave me a... It's like a a caricature of him. That's what he wanted to use this year. Would you
1: like a caricature of me? (laughs) No. I always have Uh, one handy. uh,
2: You could... You could supply your hand drawn, Jeff, that you used in your presentation if you want to, but no, i've got I've got a lovely photo of you your yeah, your you're stock pants photo. with pants and the uh, yeah with the pants. <laughs> so I am uh, editing so it's it's much easier this year, thanks to um you know the combination of ecam Live and uh, the venue we were in and the uh, skillful directing of our volunteer Roger who helped out this year. Uh, it's it's much easier. There's a in the earliest videos, uh, there are a couple, you know, a couple places where we were getting our getting our sea legs as we're, we're doing the the live stream. But uh, yeah, it's going to make it a lot easier to cut it down and nice. get that all released. And what I typically do with the digital pass, and I I I can rethink this at any time in the future, but I typically just include everything. It's all there. And I put little cues in the video to say, look, if you want to skip all this, this pre-talk stuff, just jump ahead to this point. Um, But yeah, I just include everything in it. So uh, typically, typically takes me about, uh, you know, well, a couple hours to go through each video to make sure everything's there, how it should be. And if there are parts where you can't hear a, a, a attendee asking a question, I try to grab the audio from a different source and bring it in. So some of that stuff takes a little time, but... Yeah, I'm I'm working through day 1. I'm hoping to have that available in in just a, a few days really. Awesome. Uh and then uh I'll get that announced and then day 2 I'll start working on that and everything will be will be done.
0: Awesome. So where where do people so, go to, to to get that virtual pass?
2: You can go to the the official URL is max.conference and max.conferenceandexpo.com but you can also go to max.conference.com that will bounce you over to to the the longer one. And uh, the button to purchase it is right on the top there. And as I see you put in the notes, you can catch Dave, you can ca- catch Brittany and Chuck and Jeff and all sorts of fantastic folks who gave their, yes. their talks, including Chuck. Chuck's been on your show recently. Yes, he has. Um, Allison Sheridan, of course, and Dave Hamilton. And uh, a lot of great shows. Let's see, who else do we have? Rachel what? Schmitz. What was that? That's a lot of great people. Oh, yes. Rachel Schmitz and Mike Jill Schmitz. Jill McKinley and, who was on the show. Uh, Bill McKinley. Yep. Yo, she was on your show too. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. She was yes. on your show. Uh, yeah. And uh, Marty Gentius. Great. So yes, yeah, we've got a fantastic lineup and I've heard nothing, nothing but fantastic comments from everyone about all the talks this year. Good. So, so glad uh, to just hear. a, just a great That's lineup. Awesome.
0: That's awesome. Yeah. I'm so glad to hear that. Yeah.
2: So. yeah, really proud of, of the work that everyone did with their talks this year.
0: Good, good deal. So we'll yeah. we'll keep talking up. I'll we'll get you to get you to jump on and watch what we did because it, it was a blast for sure. So let's uh, go it ahead. It was and, a lot of fun. It was a ton of fun. Ton of fun. So let's go ahead and wrap up for this week. Uh, that's a wrap for this week. Please send your comments, questions, suggestions to our email address, which is feedback at intouchwithios.com. You can follow us on Mastodon, which is at, at in touch with iOS. We're on Twitter too, or I'm sorry, X. Uh, support the show by buying me a coffee at intouchwithios.com slash coffee. We would really appreciate it. You can become a patron of the show by going to patreon.com slash in touch ios. We have two tiers available to support the show. We would appreciate it. Make sure you like, share, and subscribe so you're notified when we are live streaming on YouTube, which is on Thursday nights at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on our YouTube channel at youtube.com slash intouch with ios. Hi Cletus. we just saw you I saw you jump into the into the chat and uh, great to see you tonight. Uh, and, uh, that's, you can be there and be in that chat you can also go there and watch the live stream. We leave the live stream up. You can watch what our, all of our shenanigans before the show, as well as during the show, as well as, uh, I, you can listen to all the past shows that are out uh, uh, on YouTube. Um, you also can go visit in touch with iOS magazine on Flipboard where many of the topics we discuss are flipped into that magazine. The link is in our show notes. You can subscribe to our show in your favorite podcatcher, including Pocket Casts, Overcast, Apple Podcasts, and many others. But better yet, just go to our website, in touch with ios.com, where all the links to all the ways to listen to us are there. I am Dave Ginsberg, and you can find me on Mastodon at DaveG65 and Mastodon.cloud. Mike Potter, thank you so much for being here. Where can people find you?
2: I'm not sure I can follow that up, Dave. Um, <laughs> folks can find me at for MacEyesonly.com. Uh there, Eric and I uh, we record live the second and fourth Friday every month. And you'll find that at youtube.com slash FMEO T V or on Mastodon, tooting.ninja slash for MacEyesonly. And of course, as you just so generously mentioned, Macs.conference and expo. Uh, also dot slash max.expo thanks so much Dave thank you for being here
0: Ben Raythick. so glad you're you're here as well where can people find you
3: uh, well Dave uh, you can find me at Ben Raythick on your social uh, media of choice there's about 50,000 of them now um, <laughs> at least find me on yeah you can find me on my websiteraythink.tech on Tuesday nights. You can find me on Mac Voices with a Mr. Chuck Joiner on Thursdays and Fridays. You can find me on the uh, British Tech Network with Mr. Jeff Gamet on the Big Hand Mac shows. And of course, Thursday nights, you can find me here in touch with iOS, where I am a regular
0: contributor. Yes, I'm very happy you are. Thank you. And then last, but certainly not least, Jeff Gamet. Thanks as always for being a great, uh, great discussion about PASCII. I really appreciate that. And where can people find you?
1: Well, first, thank you for letting me back on yet again. It's, it is genuinely awesome to get to hang out with you and well, and everyone that's here. I just love it. Um, okay. Where can people find me on the socials? Jay Gamet, basically everywhere. The places that I that I'm most active right now are Mastodon and Instagram, Um, But I'm like everywhere. Uh, Let's see. Then shows. Chuck Joyner, for some reason, keeps letting me on Mac Voices Live every Tuesday. Uh, Then on uh, Thursdays, uh, as been noted, there's the big show on the British Tech Network. And then, Dave, you keep letting me on In Touch With iOS. It's (laughs) just like the surprise that I get when Chuck clicks the the admit button i'm surprised when you do the same uh but but i do appreciate it okay then on uh fridays back to the british tech network for the mac show and then brian chaffin and i record the context machine that's all all i can think of for now
0: i think it's a good a good crop of places to find you jeff thanks so much for being here and thank you for listening we appreciate you being here we enjoyed doing the show and we will talk to you next time